Thanks for joining me once again here on Train to Win, the podcast produced by the Association for Talent Development, Houston Chapter, inspiring talent development professionals to achieve their full potential. Hey, this is Bruce Abbott, Vice President of Marketing and Communications for ATD Houston, and I wanted to let you know that we have several upcoming virtual events to take advantage of, and they are on a variety of topics definitely geared for this current pandemic and this era that we're in. We've got some great daily community chats where we get together and just have some screen-to-screen interaction as opposed to face-to-face, but we do what we can, and it's a chance you know, just to see other human beings. Uh, if you're like me, I, I've got little ones at home, so any chance to see people above the age of 18 <laughs> is always good to me. <laughs> um, but uh, joking aside, we, do, we get these daily get-togethers, and they're fun and informal, and they give people a chance to connect. And uh, we have virtual happy hours every Friday at uh, 5.30 Central Time, which is where I met our guest today. Um, and it's, it's just a great way to have some fun at the end of a busy week. And if you want to find out about all of the events that we have going on. You can check out the ATD Houston website, tdhouston.org. There is an events calendar there and you can just register, sign up, and we hope to see you uh, you there. Now, obviously we're doing these podcasts in the middle of some very interesting times. And there's a lot of people who are finding themselves in the middle of this pandemic in a career transition. And if there's one thing that is certain during this COVID-19 pandemic, it's that nothing is certain. And everyday employers are having to make tough decisions involving employees and sometimes positions that were secure and safe have been eliminated. And that certainly happened with today's guest as he finds himself in a career transition. Brian Jones, CPTD, is an experienced board-certified training, learning, and talent development specialist focusing on developing technical and non-technical competencies in the classroom and online. And Brian found himself making an unexpected career transition thanks to COVID. And today he joins us to discuss his journey and what steps he's taking and advice for others in the same situation. So Brian, thanks for joining today on the podcast. Thank you, Bruce. It's a pleasure to be a part of this podcast and to help out in any way I can. Well, you have a very interesting story of your your job situation and then how it relates to COVID-19. So I'm going to turn it over to you and let you describe what, what has happened up to this point. Right. So I was working for an oil field services company for the last eight years and traveling the world and delivering courses and coaching. And uh, all of a sudden in April, I was in Abu Dhabi at our training center, and I was delivering classes. And all of a sudden, the pandemic started making its way into the news, and we started making some adjustments to, you know, hygiene that sort of thing in the training center. And as I was leaving Dubai to come home, that's when the airport started just getting really concerned about travel, and I was given up an intense screening in the Dubai airport uh, before I came home to be allowed on the plane. There was a, a two thirds of the plane was empty. And as soon as I came back, uh, the pandemic was spreading and the oil crash was also simultaneously happening. So for those of us in Houston or around the world that are in the oil and gas industry, we really got hit by two sides, a supply issue and a demand issue. So the oil supply increased all of a sudden due to the uh, things that were happening with uh Russia and Saudi Arabia and other players in the oil industry. And at the same time, the COVID-19 was wiping out uh, demand. So we had the the greatest oil crash in in my lifetime. 
happened uh, at the same time with the pandemic. So unfortunately, the oil and gas industry has been hit very hard. And uh, so, you know, find ourselves uh, in a in a career transition. And when you find yourselves in this transition, there is a there's a severe mental and emotional impact that this has. And so what have you done personally to help cope with this? I think that's a great thing to uh, acknowledge. And a lot of people underestimate that. So uh, I just lost my job two weeks ago and it was, it's, it's been an emotional roller coaster ride. And for the last two weeks, I've, I've felt all kinds of emotions, both positive and negative. Fortunately, more recently, I've been practicing gratitude and uh, focusing on the future. And that's really helped me start to bounce back and regain a positive state of mind. So, you know, when people, I used to be in the outplacement industry for about seven years. I worked for Drake Bean Morin, one of the largest outplacement providers at the time. And, you know, I talked about this big mental challenge that job seekers face right after a layoff. And the the mental challenge that I and others are going to go through is this challenge of going from sort of a, a, a negative attitude or a mental emotional state, which is quite common to a positive one. So right after people get laid off, and, and I experience this too, it's normal to feel a variety of emotions, sadness, you know, especially if you loved your job like I did, uh, anxiety, you know, some, maybe some anger, rejection, and many other unpleasant or, or negative emotions. And it's, it's also common to dwell on the past. But if you think about it, recruiters and hiring managers, they want to hire candidates that are confident, enthusiastic, energetic, and future-focused, and ready to make a contribution. So the challenge for me and others going through a career transition right now, especially in this unprecedented time, is to, to really focus on the future and establish and do what you can do to maintain a positive and productive mindset. So the way that I've personally been doing that is going back to some of my previous trainings on emotional management skills. And I just fortunately came across some uh, free coaching that's being offered right now by Mary Morrissey. Uh, some She calls it brave thinking training. And she's just like many other providers is just being very generous and offering up some free content. So I'm going through a 30-day training uh, session with her. Uh, these are videos on demand. And they're just the coaching sessions, reminders on how to establish a positive, powerful, productive mindset and focus on the future. I, I find myself in the same situation and, and several others that I've talked to. Uh, th this right now, I mean, there are so many opportunities for learning new skills or learning, you know, updating skills. And we've never had that opportunity, a lot of that time available to be able to do this. And now, even if your job situation hasn't changed, you know, you're quarantined, you're at home. Um, mm -hmm. This really opens, an, you know, some some opportunities. I want to touch back on something real quick. You mentioned uh, that you used to work in the outplacement industry and you were counseling people who lost their jobs and, and coach them on how to conduct successful job searches. And uh, I want to go back to that experience and maybe find some action items. And what are some keys really that people can take away from, from this interview on, on conducting a successful job search? Thanks. Absolutely. So I think the first thing to do is to embrace the mental challenge and to, to keep a positive and productive mindset. That really has a significant impact on your interactions with other people, where you are emotionally. It creates, it sends out a vibration to others and it, it also impacts your energy level and your productivity level. So 
I think it's important to uh, do some exercises where you uh, identify maybe in a journal. This is something I used to lead people through in a workshop, and I just recently did it myself. Do some journal exercises where you just really f- you 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 f- you embrace some of the realities. You know, embrace what you're losing, identify it, label it, call it out, acknowledge it. Uh, don't run from it. Don't uh, catastrophize it. Uh, don't sugarcoat it. Just say, here's some things I'm losing as a result of this job loss and identify what those are. But then also look at what are some things that I can potentially gain as a result of this job loss. And that's a little bit harder to make that, that adjustment, especially when there's a lot of financial worries. There's always something in the adversity that is uh, potentially could be positive or could lead to a better outcome. So uh, identify what those are, and that ha- helps you to start focusing a little bit more on the future. Um, also look back with gratitude on the past as opposed to just you know, sadness or maybe resentment or anger. You know, what, what can you be grateful for that you uh, obtained from that last job? So I just del- del- created a whole lot of bullets on you know, the experience that I got, the traveling that I did, the people that I met, the difference that I made, the impact that I had. All of those things make me look back with a, a tremendous amount of gratitude for the experience uh, that that I had and, and what I you know obtained financially, emotionally, professionally, and personally. Then I think it's it's uh, it's important to do a budget. You know, to really get sit down by yourself or with your spouse if you're married or or, or have a significant other, and really get, look at the uh, the budget impact here. What are your incoming uh, income sources, for example, through unemployment insurance, or if you're fortunate enough to have a severance package, uh, and then look at what, uh, start looking at what you, adjustments you can make while you're in, on a job search campaign, uh, you know, maybe eliminating or reducing luxury spending, that sort of thing, and just focusing on what, what are your needs and not necessarily your wants for a period of time. So really get up to date on the financial situation, uh, and that can, help address some, maybe some concerns that might be either rational or irrational. And that was something I also was going to ask you too, you know, what steps have you taken uh, to address the, I mean, cause obviously there's a financial impact. Yes, here. absolutely. So uh-huh. f- regarding that financial piece, uh, it's, it's really starting with the budget filing for unemployment immediately. I find that a lot of people don't, when I used to be an outplacement, uh, consultant, a lot of people were concerned about filing for unemployment because they had misconceptions about it. They thought it was welfare or they, and they maybe had some irrational thinking or unfair thinking about what it's like to be on welfare. It's really not a welfare program. It's, a, it's, it's insurance and, and your company, your former employer has been paying premiums for that insurance and there's no shame in, in taking advantage of, of, you know, making a claim. And, and the longer you wait, the longer it's going to be before you get a check. So they don't, they don't. If you wait a few weeks to file, they don't pay you for those back uh, weeks. Usually, they may make some exceptions with this pandemic. So, filing for unemployment to get that coming in. There's currently some additional federal funds that are available in addition to state funds. That's for a limited time uh, due to the you know some policies that were recently uh, passed in Congress. So, so that's important. And uh, and then sitting down, like I said, just doing the budget and getting really detailed about that with you know whoever you live with. We talked earlier about, you know, uh, taking this time, you know, sharpening your saw, mm-hmm. updating your skills. What are some of the things that uh, maybe business, maybe personal, that you are taking the opportunity right now with extra time on your hands to to do? Right. So I think it's important to uh, to to do some reflection, first of all, some some self 
reflection, some uh, professional reflection on where your where your career has been for the last few months or years that you've been working. What what did you accomplish? What did you gain from that experience? And so and to document that and take some time to uh, update your resume and your LinkedIn profile. So I've been I've been doing that. I've been re- reflecting on the responsibilities I had, the accomplishments, the contributions, the skills that I learned. And then taking that experience and updating my resume, my LinkedIn profile, and getting prepared to launch a job search campaign. Uh, going back to your earlier question, I think it's important to treat your job search when, when you're ready to go in full campaign mode like your new job. And, and that, that involves having structure, uh, routine, and, and the professionalism that you would bring to a job. So it's important not to get in the habit of going to bed later and later and waking up later and later. Try to maintain normal business hours as much as possible. You know, get up, stretch, exercise, take a shower, get some breakfast, some coffee, get dressed, and and go to work on your job search uh, campaign. Also, I think it's important to have some competent people review your resume and your marketing materials. And by competent, I mean someone who has good communication skills, verbal and written skills. It might be someone at the work source once those start to open back up. But have someone really competent at uh, technical writing or communication look at your resume and your marketing materials. For, for many people, they don't do a job search very often, fortunately, and those documents can get out of date and we have some well-intentioned fr- friends or family that would li- like to review our resume for us, but they may not have the skill set to do that properly. So seek out some people in your network that that can look at your resume and give you some good feedback on it. Well, and I think that word right there, network, is very key. This is this is not the time to um, be a wallflower. <laughs> no, no, no. In fact, <laughs> networking is one of the most effective ways to find a new job. Uh, and and that goes back to your earlier question of, you know, what are the, some of the best practices? And one of the best practices is to have a multi-pronged methodology in your job search. So that means, of course, using the online resources like LinkedIn and Indeed and other websites, you know, the, like Career Builder or, or uh, Monster, the other ones that are popular. And there are some that are specific to particular industries, like for us, the ATD, national and, and local websites. Uh, but also networking is, has always been the most effective way to find a job. And and it, it takes a little bit more skill set. It requires uh, some, some more courageous conversations. Uh, but I found two of the best jobs I've ever had in my career through networking through Houston ATD. And in one situation, I was out of work and I uh, volunteered on a on a conference many years ago, and I was just passing out handouts for the speaker at one of our local conferences that was instructor-led at the time. And I just happened to strike up a conversation with one of the audience members, and uh, and he, you know I asked him what he did. He and he told me what he did, and he asked me what I was doing, and I was told him I was looking for a job. He asked me what kind of job I was looking for, and he said, "Hey, somebody in my my graduate class at U of H is actually looking for a training delivery person." And he offered to connect me. And a week later, I got a call from that manager. Two weeks later, I had an interview. And three weeks later, I had a job. Uh, worked uh, at that company for several years, almost half a decade. Sweet. Fast, fast forward after the last oil crisis back in 2008 or nine, found myself in a job search again. And I went back to, uh, I went to, I took a little detour outside of the oil and gas industry. So working in the, in the manufacturing industry for, uh, for a couple of years, got a call from 
uh, someone from ADD. I just got my CPLP at the time of CPLP, not CPTD. And she asked if I would volunteer to be on a panel uh, to allow other people who are thinking about pursuing their CPLP ask us questions. And then, you know, the company, the uh, organization would charge for that as a fundraiser. I said, sure. So I went and sat on the panel with some other CPLPs in, here in Houston. And then I noticed that she had worked for an oil field service company and I had worked for an oil field service company in the past. She just happened to work for a bigger one. So I contacted her and I said, hey, if you ever uh, find uh, that you're looking for trainers, let me know. I'd, I'd, I'd like to get back in the oil and gas industry. Well, two weeks later, she sent me a job posting, which is the job that I just had for the last eight years. And it was one of the best jobs I've ever had working for some of the best managers I've ever worked for. So both of those uh, opportunities came about of, uh, as a result of volunteering for Houston ATD. Wow. Well, and, and I must say, in the spirit of networking, uh, for those who have questions for you or want to get a hold of you, what would be the best way to reach you? Absolutely. So uh, Brian at thebrianjones.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at T-H-E-B-R-I-A-N-J-O-N-E-S.com is uh, the my email address. And of course, I'm also on LinkedIn uh, under the same name. Awesome. Well, Brian, I appreciate you coming on and uh, and sharing information. We wish you the best, obviously. And of course, here's a chapter. We, we try to do anything and everything we can networking to help connect people. And uh, let's hope that some really good things are, are just around the corner. Thank you, Bruce. It's been a pleasure. Well, and we do want to thank you for listening to Train to Win. And hey, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast here in Apple, iTunes, or Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or whatever platforms that you like. That way you never miss an episode. And if you haven't done so already, share this podcast with a friend or colleague, share it on social media. And if you would like to be interviewed as a guest, hey, feel free, send me an email, vpmarcom at tdhouston.org. Train to Win. It's a production of ATD Houston Copyright 2020. Thanks again for listening and join us next time for a new episode of Train to Win.